I'm excited to be back. Marla, how are you doing? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Back in Wisconsin. Back in Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin. No, I don't know how to yeah. do it with a Wisconsin accent. I feel like Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, Nova. It's good. It's good. There's nothing special going on, really. The weather's been really weird. It's probably really Except hot outside. Brood X. Brood X, yeah. So for those who are listening who don't know what Brood X is, um, it's like every 17 years, these this massive swarm of bugs called cicadas crawls out of the literal ground and makes everybody's life hell for a couple weeks, and then they die or lay their eggs back underground and then die. And then they come back in 17 years. So that's been going on. I got to be honest, I'm not I'm not crazy about it. I'm not having a good time with it. But it's not the end of the world. I, I think it might get worse still. But it's actually for now, it's not so, so bad. But I don't... I don't enjoy it. I would prefer if it wasn't happening. People are, like, eating them and stuff. Fair. People are, like, frying them. And they're like, it tastes like shrimp or whatever. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Stop lying. What? Yeah, people are like, it tastes like popcorn shrimp. And I'm like, please don't. Please don't. So it's but crunchy. It's crunchy and like salty because people will like season it and stuff, season them and stuff. Or they're like put them on sticks, like skewers, and then roast them. But why? <sighs> I don't know. I think they're like, oh, let's eat cicadas. It only happens once every 17 years. Ha 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 ha. And I just let these cicadas do what they need to do and then leave. <laughs> I know. I was like, I get that they're edible. I understand that they're edible. That doesn't mean that we have to eat them. That doesn't mean we them. should eat them. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. mean we need to eat them. So I will not be partaking. If, although honest to God, if I were in a situation where people were like cooking them up and people were eating them and were like, mm, this isn't so bad, I would maybe be like, hmm, maybe I'll just a little bite. Just to say I did it. But would I go to one of these parties voluntarily knowing that people were going to eat cicadas? Would I go and grill them up myself? Would I do the research? No, I would not. That's too much work for something that's probably going to be disgusting. So all in all, that's my experience with Brood X. Um, Marla's brother didn't believe me when I said that cicadas were starting to swarm. So Jack, if you ever listen to this, we're done. You and me, we're done. <laughs> Um, that's it though that's all so anyway that's an update on both of our lives I suppose so yeah so for those who have never listened to us before this podcast Just Another Manic Monday is a wellness podcast run by your hosts me Sophie and Marla and Marla and we do weekly wellness challenges and basically we do things like drink water like enough water or sleep like an adequate amount per night and we do it for a week and then we come here and we discuss and we tell you if it's worth it to try these things that your doctor is probably recommending to you um and so we have some fresh challenges today sophie what was your challenge this week my challenge was to sit with good posture all of the time now anyone who knows me knows that i have terrible posture i literally do not look like you know like humans 
evolved to walk upright. And that is part of what distinguishes us from chimps and gorillas and whatnot. So I've definitely done some backtracking in terms of evolution, in terms of sitting and walking upright. I definitely hunch over, like a lot of people, I think, sitting in like a chair all the time and like being on electronics has like pushed me to that place. But also like... I don't know. I was never very good at it. You know, like it's just like posture is like something I didn't really pay attention to. And like, it wasn't really like nobody ever really told me to sit up straight, not like blaming anybody, but like as a kid, like it was just like, didn't really happen a lot. So I would always slouch and I still do that. And I also have minor scoliosis. This is not really like, I'm just realizing that I forgot all about that. Like very, very minor. You do? Yeah. It's very minor. Yeah, I had like a little, not like a back brace, but like this thing that I was supposed to wear around my waist in like 10th grade. I don't think I wore it very often. That sucks that I didn't. But um, it was like, it's just like a very small curve. It's a very small curve. I'm big shook. shook. Yeah. For lack of a better term, shook. Yeah. No. How did I not know that? I don't know because I guess I forgot about it until like just now. But point is... I very minor scoliosis. I don't think this contributes a whole lot to my posture, my bad posture. I think it's just like there's all these other reasons why I have bad posture. Now, I thought of this challenge because I was like, Sophie, you really need to pull it together and sit up straight. It's bad for you. You're going to have a hunchback. I already kind of do. I'm like, Sophie, you need to pull it together. Um, And I realized very quickly in this challenge that it was not enough to just be like – because sitting and standing – and this is going to sound very obvious, but just bear with me, are instinctual behaviors like speaking and eating and drinking. And you're not thinking them through while you're doing it, you know? Like, like even now, yeah. I'm like sitting here and I'm not constantly thinking about the way I'm sitting. So I would c- keep catching myself slouching and then I would correct myself. And then like 15 minutes later, I would see that I was slouching again. You know what I'm saying? And so it's kind of like, hmm, okay, you need a new approach. And so I would start doing like, I went on Google, tip, tap, tip, tap, tip, tap. And I looked up... <laughs> some neck stretches and back stretches to assist Did you with. use Bob and Brad? No, I didn't. Oh my god. Bob and Brad. Brad's two most famous, famous physical therapists on the internet. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Bob and Brad are the two most famous physical therapists on the internet and their theme song is a bop, so go look them up. Um, <laughs> they're like... Are they doctors or like chiropractors? I think they're chiropractors or physical therapists. Oh, they're physical therapists. Why are they definitely not? They're famous. They're physical therapists. (laughs) (laughs) No, their theme song is so catchy, y'all. Like honestly, honestly, and they have good videos too. Yeah, I really should have looked into them, but it just didn't occur to me um, to look into their posture videos. But I looked at a bunch of videos and at like some articles about like what are some stretches that you should do in order to promote good posture and stuff. What I noticed is that they did help and I didn't like put necessarily a lot of time into them, but like doing them did help. It felt good. And what I noticed after being conscious about this for a week was that it's easier to sit with good posture, even though it's more like uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Like it seems like it should be easier to slouch, like gravity and is working against you, but it's like uncomfortable to sit up straight and all this stuff. But when you like add it all up together, 
like it doesn't like your body was meant to sit up straight and like my body like knows that <laughs> i don't really know how to explain like just that it feels better to sit upright even though it's less comfortable you know yeah i can see you like practicing it adjusting my posture like let me see you're gonna hear my chair squeak but it's like if i sit like this here i should put both my feet on the floor because i'm sitting like a like a gremlin right now if i sit like this and like i learned oh the other thing i learned is like what good posture actually is because i don't think i knew properly so like it's kind of like obviously you want your shoulders back and like you want your like neck straight you don't want your neck like hunched over but the other important thing is that you don't want like the back your back to be like arched like you want your tailbone should be like kind of tucked inward so that's like a straight back you know like if that makes sense and so like it's like the instinct is like okay i'm gonna put my shoulders back and i'm gonna like sit up really straight but then your back is gonna arch you don't want to do that you want to like tuck your tailbone kind of so it's all straight it's one one straight line and it's like I when you do ab exercises literally yeah that's literally what it is so it's like like it's like less like comfortable because i'm less like relaxed but i don't know if i just didn't do it like for long enough and like with enough like zeal and I didn't do enough of the exercises for it to be truly comfortable because I almost wonder is like if I sat like this the way I'm sitting right now which is like shoulders back like tailbone tucked in everything like if that would just become the new comfortable for me but I know that I would have to do it for a long time because this is undoing probably over a decade of bad posture so yeah those are all my preliminary that's all my like basic thoughts I would say that's basically that was my these were my observations you know yeah I mean as someone who also has bad posture I feel like I I get a lot of um I don't want to call criticism but I don't know what else to call it um so criticism from (laughs) my family mainly my brother so second time he's come up in this episode yeah, he's dead to me he always, he's dead to me <laughs> always <laughs> says i have really bad posture which i know is true like i'm not denying that um but i like i guess i just like you said like you really have to put a lot of thought into it yeah like you have to be very conscious of it I know that it would probably help me in, like, most aspects of my life. Yeah. Maybe not most, but several. Um, but also, seems like a lot of work. It is a lot of work, honestly. And I feel like because it's so, it's so rough because it's like, are you going to override the way you, like... Like, it's kind of like if you always sleep in one position or if you, like, feel most comfortable in certain positions when you sleep. And I think most people do feel that way about specific positions. And then all of a sudden you're like, I can't sleep like that anymore. Like, I have to sleep in this other way. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's so uncomfortable to try and sleep like this. Like, I can't fall asleep. Obviously, or in your sleep, you're uncomfortable. You're going to switch to the other position. Like, it's just like you're not conscious of it. It's, like, hard to, like, control it. Which is why I think, like, if I – like, neither of us has children – Thank God. True. But if we were to have children, like, if I were to have children, it would be the kind of thing where, like, you would want them to, like, to, like, not train them, but, like, (laughs) kind of train them to, like, sit up straight, like, early on, because then that's, like, how they learn how to sit, right? Like, that's, like, if you're, like, okay, sit up straight, sit up straight, sit up straight, then, like, they, like, will learn how to sit like that instead of, like... If, like, nobody tells them, and I'm obviously not blaming my parents or anything for not telling me, but if nobody tells them, 
then like they're not gonna like like by the certain points can be like they will already have learned how to sit sorry go ahead I have a question. I was about to do the raise hand feature in Zoom, but I was like, that's weird. I'm not going to do that. So here's my question. Mm -hmm. You did gymnastics. I was in gymnastics, correct. And I was about to say, mistake me if I'm incorrect. Correct me if I'm wrong, but (laughs) posture is like a big thing. In gymnastics. In gymnastics. Yeah. Because I... Go ahead. Sorry, I, I keep cutting you off. Continue. I was just going to say, this is, like, so unimportant, but um, there's this girl I knew in high school who had done gymnastics in her youth, and she always sat up, like, perfectly straight. Yeah. To the point where I was like, this is obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know people <laughs> like that, too, and I would not be that person. Um, my thing is, and this is, okay, so this is my take on that. Yes. Posture is very important in gymnastics. And when I was actually doing gymnastics, I would always, like, you, like you get scolded if you don't have good posture, right? Like, they're like, dude, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, they will, like, actively. And I was also a lot more, like, flexible in my back. Like, I had more m- mobility and, like, pro- like definitely more, like, core strength. I don't actually know. But at the time, like, I had a lot of core strength. I still think I, like, have some, but certainly not, like, enough that it's, like, I'm just automatically holding my posture up. But what I think maybe happened... And I was in physical therapy for like my hip and my back, like my lower back for quite some time as a result of like, I think just like putting a lot of strain in in gymnastics and like a lot of different like things. And then I like went off a diving board while just playing around with some friends and like hurt my back. And then I like kept doing gymnastics after that. And like, it was just kind of like all compounded on each other. And so I think it's like at a point, gymnastics caused more problems for my back than like the increased core strength would have helped it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was kind of like one of those things where it was like, it was something fun I did as a kid and then I got like injured or at least my back started to do the thing that your back does when you like stop being a, a young child where it's like, oh, like your body is like fallible. You know, it's like, it's not invincible and you're yeah. like, oh, okay. So I guess like doing all those handstands and back handsprings and whatnot or like, I guess there's like some some argument for that not being the best thing just it's like a lot of impact so I think like it just built up over time and like the gymnastics thing kind of like fell off the rails but I think like even before that I think like when I wasn't in gymnastics I was just slouching a lot you know like if nobody was gonna scold me I was gonna be like yeah this is just easier like I'm just gonna hunch over a little yeah for me, I read something that was like, you're not supposed to cross your legs when you sit. And I, because that's like bad for your back or whatever. I don't know I, I, where oh I read God. that. My legs are literally crossed right now. Mine are too. But it's hard not to sit with your legs crossed. It's hard, right? So anyway, so apparently you're not supposed to do that. Or at least you're not supposed to do that all the time. And I sit like that probably more often than I don't. So it was just, it was a big process. Um... But yeah, the gymnastics question, I, I did occur to me. That did occur to me as well over the course of this challenge. But I think I just like think about being in physical therapy and like doing like all it, like this shit with like the left side of my lower back and like kind of like my hip here. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that was like ultimately a positive thing for my posture. Like yeah. at the end of the day, developmentally, I mean, but yeah, I do know girls like that though, that would sit up so straight and you would just be like, 
can you not be so extra please like be less extra like i like just slap yeah. for one second or they would like have their toes pointed at all times and i'd be like oh come on i feel like we get it yeah they'd be like oh that's my, why I, my toes they just point shut up i was curious if like because you were talking about you know instilling like good posture in children that if i thought maybe like you were in gymnastics when you were, you were younger. Like, being yelled at all the time had, would have, like... Done it. Yeah. Deeply rooted this. But I also get your point where, like... You know... It wasn't, like, your whole life. No. No. Like, and you it, were, like, at home slouching. Yeah. And, like, I was at home slouching. I was in school slouching. I think all of us <laughs> would be, like, slouching everywhere. <laughs> slouching on the, the floor. Gym. Slouching the shower. <laughs> slouching outside. Slouching everywhere. <laughs> I, like, it's real. Like, it's like, it sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. Dude, did I slouch on the floor? Did I slouch in the door? <laughs> I don't know. Did I slouch on the slide? Yes, I slouched while outside. <laughs> like, all of this. I don't know. That was really that bad. That wasn't bad. That <laughs> was kind you. of a <laughs> spitting bars um but anyway so yeah i guess it all just kind of i don't know i guess it just kind of like i also didn't care i wasn't really the most disciplined kid you yeah. know i wasn't really like the <gasps> best what the best kid i didn't like advance <laughs> through the levels super fast yeah like who's shocked after listening to 20 episodes of this podcast that i'm not a disciplined person <laughs> like i have no no discipline no self-discipline but anyway but yeah so i don't think it like did as much for me as as it probably did for other people so marla what was your challenge my challenge as was stated earlier was to do duolingo every day this week i selected to do espanol because what does that mean what language is that spanish wow (laughs) i learned that this week just kidding um (laughs) i this is my language background if i'm sure everyone's dying to know my language background so when i was younger I elected to take French over Spanish in like grade school. And then I took French all the way through senior year of high school. Can I speak French? Absolutely not. Like (laughs) I cannot emphasize how poor my middle and high school French experience was Mm. based just because of the teachers. I don't think any of them listen to this, but like I literally don't know any French. (laughs) So also in high school, I took Latin and I did know a decent amount of Latin, but that's not very helpful. So when I came to college, I'm in the College of Arts and Sciences and they have a language requirement. I'm also an international relations major and I feel like they should also have a language requirement for that. That's like a little bit more intense, but they don't, whatever. Weird. So you have to take four semesters of a language here at Boston University my freshman year, I said, I'm going to take Arabic. <laughs> oh, girlfriend. <laughs> because I don't know why. Do you remember? I thought I was, I'm sorry to I cut thought you I off. was unique. <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off. I remember when you registered for Arabic because when you and I registered for college classes, the first time we were sitting we were right together. next to each other. And I remember being like, what are you registering for? Because this was back before we, you know, to like run each other's, we didn't run our decisions past each other like we would do now, right? Like not yeah. for, for permission, but just ask. And I remember you said Arabic, computer science, da, da, da. I was like, wow, this girl's trying all kinds of things. So I remember that moment that you chose Arabic, but... 
Continue. Two fatal errors. Choosing Arabic and choosing computer science. <laughs> um, yeah, so I took Arabic for two semesters. And I wasn't particularly good at it. I also know that it's really difficult to learn. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any kind of, like, background. But I also, like didn't enjoy the class i remember my entire freshman year like arabic was this class that was always like hanging over me and i never wanted to go Mm. and like my first semester i had my professor was like really really aggressive and would like cold call people which i super didn't like but i also know that that's what i need because i'm like I don't participate a lot, which is normally, I think, fine. But in language classes, I understand the necessity of it because you need to, like, practice speaking. So I, like, get it. But I hated it, and it would be, like, the most stressful 50 minutes of my life. (laughs) And so I kind of, at the end of that, was, like, at the end of my freshman year, I was, like, this is kind of dumb. Not, like, the language is dumb, but I was, like, me taking it's kind of dumb. You know, I don't feel like I'm going to, like be like I don't I'm not planning on like going to the Middle East and doing whatever I was like there isn't a yeah I was like there's not a lot of utility in this yeah um although I will say in all of my college language experiences that the learning curve is absolutely insane like I think I learned more Arabic in those two semesters than I did French all four years of high school yeah I think that's often Which the is, case, though, because you're doing four yeah. times a week, right? Yeah, but I mean, I would take, I would have French class like every day. I, that's true, but I guess they like, it's much more like, it's I just don't know. better. I don't, yeah, it's better. Yeah. And like, I, for starting like something like Arabic, obviously the learning curve is going to be huge because like by the end of the yeah. semester, I could like write kind of and read kind of. So obviously that's yeah. like a big jump. But even so, I switched to Spanish. And I took, like, Spanish 1 through Spanish 4. But even then, like, the learning curve is also much steeper. Yeah. Like, I feel like I learned much more in the four semesters. Anyway, I'm getting... I'm Now I'm just talking about, like, language education. Um, anyway. It bears talking about. For context, I, by BU standards, am proficient in Spanish. Yes. Oh. Am I actually proficient in Spanish? Don't know. I haven't taken Spanish since last summer. All right. Oh. All right. <laughs> yes, Sophie? Allow me to weigh in a little bit. All right. I'm not here to say Marla is or isn't proficient in Spanish. What I'm going to say is Marla is better at Spanish than she thinks she is. For example, <laughs> last so, like last spring, pre-COVID, it was like literally immediately pre-COVID. Like it was like yeah. the day the pandemic started, right? We went, yes. <laughs> we were in Florida and we went and had dinner with a couple relatives in Miami that I have. They're my relatives and they're from Argentina, right? And so they speak Spanish. And I was kind of thinking like, okay, Marla's taking some Spanish and we were with two of our friends who speak Spanish because they're Hispanic. And I was thinking like, okay, you know, there's a chance like Marla's going to like pull some of it, but I don't know how much she's going to get. And afterwards Marla was like, yeah, I think I like got most of it. Like I could understand people when they talk. And I was actually really impressed because not only do Argentines speak pretty distinct Spanish, but they speak very quickly. And I was like, aha, aha, aha. She speaks way 
better than she thinks she does. Like, and I've noticed that sense though, because you'll be like, I can like understand this stuff. Like, I think you speak. I, so anyway, listener, I'm not going to ask her to weigh in on what I just said. I'm just saying she, this is a disclaimer. She speaks better than she thinks she does. So take all of that with a grain of salt, whatever she just said. That's what I'm saying. I, I think this is pretty normal for language learners can understand things at a much more advanced level than I can speak. Cause I remember very vividly sitting there and being like, I can follow this conversation. I'm not getting all of like the nuance obviously, but I can like, if someone was like, what are they talking about? I could summarize it. Yeah. But what was so frustrating was that I couldn't like string a sentence together and participate that yeah. would make sense yeah so i think that's still kind of where i'm at so yeah so i did duolingo for a week and i used to be like obsessed with duolingo yeah um i used to do it all the time and then when i started doing it again i remembered why it's so much fun yeah i love <laughs> duolingo and i know it's designed to be like fun yeah but what i liked about it was you know i don't remember when i stopped doing duolingo for spanish i'm sure it was around when i started taking spanish um but i didn't really like get that far in duolingo so when i started this week it was all very simple sentences (laughs) like all all in the present tense like not a lot of verb conjugation going on sure and so i was like oh my god why am I so good at Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> You're, killing it. You're killing the game. But it was all like, Raphael wants to drink coffee with me. You know what I mean? So like very, very simple <laughs> Ooh, <Raphael>. things. <laughs> but it was like a good refresher, I guess. I don't know. It, it's like fun and it's very not difficult because I'm not like at a very difficult level but it was kind of like weird because I haven't used Spanish in such a long time that it kind of like unlocked that part of my brain that still had things like hidden and unfortunately like when I took Spanish 3 and 4 which are obviously more advanced it was during the pandemic and it was mm. online and I took it over the summer. So it was like really condensed. Yeah. And I don't think I got as much out of it as I would have if I had been in person. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it'd be like that, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's like fun. It's kind of, I don't know if you remember the format of Duolingo, but like I do, each yeah. segment you have to do like five rounds of four sets of questions yeah yeah and i would get really bored (laughs) it would be like the same thing over and over and i get why they have to do that yeah but i was like duo i'm gonna lose sick of this (laughs) dude duo the owl the way you get emails if you miss one day and it's it's like you made duo sad and it's like you i love the the memes of that No. Oh my god, those are those. It's I so love funny. the ones that are like the security system where it'd be like duos, like you didn't do Spanish today. And then it's like your security system went off. <laughs> this duo is going to come and kill you. Oh my god. <laughs> it's crazy. But, you know, it's kind of effective though. True. Yeah. I would like be kind of sad when I get the emails being like, why haven't you done Spanish today? I know. I'd be like, oh, shh. I still have to do it. 
Yeah. Damn. No, so, yeah. Wild. It kind of, like, rejuvenated my desire to um, speak Spanish because I'm figuring out as I'm, like, applied for so many internships for the summer and, like, starting to look at, like, potential career paths, which is right. horrifying. Terrifying. Hate that. Don't even think about and, it. And Hate it. Yeah. But I'm, like, knowing Spanish or at least being, like semi-fluid more than proficient yeah is gonna be very important yeah so I feel like I need to like dedicate more of my time yeah (sighs) which is frustrating but also I should probably like know a second language anyway yeah just to be a global citizen it's good for the brain to to speak two languages and I feel like I mean, I feel like it's helpful, even though you don't feel like you got a lot of French, like the fact that you did take it. I always say that it's like, in my French imagination. French and Latin background yeah, was definitely helpful. That's super helpful for Spanish. And like your IR track is like Latin America, right? Yeah. So it like definitely makes a lot of sense. Like, I don't know. And also just in America, I feel like I don't know how it is in the rest of the world, but in America, like everybody and their mother speaks Spanish, you know? Like it's like yeah. super common that you just hear people speaking Spanish. So it's like, as far as like, utility even just on a day-to-day basis like take the resume out of it like it makes the most sense if you have to learn a second language in this country for it to be Spanish. how much did you just do like one module because you know how like it'll give you like 10 points per one that you do yeah so how many like things did you do a day it varied on days where i like it kind of I kind of was doing it and didn't feel like I feel about a lot of these challenges where I'm like, I'm doing this for the podcast. Mm. I was kind of just like doing it because, first of all, I have literally nothing to do. So it was kind of like something I could do. And also, this probably was a detriment to my language learning this past week, but I would listen to podcasts while I was (laughs) doing it. Doing it. So, like, they have the thing where you can listen or, like, speak, and I'd always turn those off because I would yeah. be listening to Crime Junkie while Whoa. doing it. And, and that probably, like, hindered, like I said, was a detriment, but it also was pretty basic Spanish. So, right. like, the mistakes I would make weren't, like, big errors. Yeah. But I liked it because, you know, listening to podcasts... Is something I do a lot, but it's also like you need to be doing something else, right? While you do it, yeah. While you're doing it, um, and because I'm not like walking anywhere, like I do at school, I can't just like lay on my floor and listen to a podcast because sure. then I'm just not gonna pay attention. I'm gonna get bored and like antsy. Sure. So this was something to do while listening to a podcast. I <laughs> I don't really think it's a great. <laughs> method because then I wasn't fully listening to the podcast and I also wasn't fully paying attention right to duo so like I wasn't really getting anything out of either benefit yeah sure and like I re-listen to podcasts a lot which is weird to some people Mm. I like mentioned that to a friend the other day and they were like I'm sorry what I also do that you re-listen to podcasts and I was like there's one specific podcast that's like re-watching New Girl basically it's like my feel good yeah listen to like a few a handful of episodes over and over and when I'm doing that then I feel like I could do 
something more like intensive because I already know what's happening. But I've been yeah. listening to this new podcast and I actually like don't know these stories. Sure. And I'm not fully getting them while I'm like also trying to learn a new language. So I think that moving forward, I'm going to try and keep doing it to like yes. answer the question that's going to come up because I do want to like add it to my resume. And I think this coming semester, I have a lot more like Latin American specific courses that I'm taking like yeah. for my major. Um, so I think that'll be helpful. Like this past semester, I was doing a research project and like half of the sources I could find were in Spanish. And I was like, LMAO, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I like act like I literally don't know how to do these. And I remember talking to my professor about it and he was like, oh, you don't know Spanish. And I was like, I mean, like BU thinks I know Spanish. Like I took the four semesters, but I'm not going to be able to translate these. These like, documents. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they were just like newspaper articles. It wasn't even like academic but research be that would be impossible yeah. yeah and I was like I really need to do this and get my act together because <laughs> I'm a horrible IR student because I only speak English no you're not all of them only speak English I like they're not like some of them will maybe speak more but like those people are really extra it's not like it's not really like unusual I would say I think it's like a good thing to pursue speaking a second language but like it doesn't really yeah you know, I don't think it sets you behind anybody. I think it's just kind of annoying that, like, language learning for younger people, and by that I mean, like, children and middle schoolers and high yeah. schoolers, isn't better because, as we know, as everybody knows, it's much, much easier to pick up a language when you're a kid. And so, for example, let's say you as a child had, like, your school had had, like, a good French program or a Spanish program or whatever, then like they can like literally bring students up to have enough of an understanding of French that they could like be semi-fluent someday, you know? And it just sucks that that wasn't true. I feel the same way about my school system as well. So it's kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is about. I mean, I guess just like as a super generalization, like the American school system, granted I went to a private school, but still, like it was not good. <laughs> and I I think I have a lot like in high school I knew it wasn't good, but then going to college and seeing what language learning is like there, it's kinda like I you'd so much more time in high school. Yeah. To learn. Yeah. And then in college they literally like teach you so much in just a few months. It's just but, that they've worked it down to a science of like how it should be learned and taught. Yeah. You know? But I like I don't understand why that isn't translated. I know, like why to... don't you just put that in high school? It's so bizarre. Anyway, another important note is that I started watching this Mexican TV show on Netflix. Oh, it's a it's Netflix so original. It's called Who Killed Sarah? So it's in Spanish. Obviously, I watch it with English subtitles because I would be able to understand. But I found that that, and I, this is pretty. I'm not like a language revolutionary by saying this, but like <laughs> watching movies and TV that are like in the language you're trying to learn is helpful. 
Especially because, yeah. like, they say the same things over and over. And in this show in particular, they swear all the time. Mm. So I've picked up all of the, the swear, words. swear words. So proud of you, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny to me because, like, they'll use the same word a lot, but the subtitles will, like, translate it differently depending on the context, which I yeah. think is interesting. Um, but... But it's, it's kinda, cool that you picked up on that, though, that you can, like, see, like, that you can hear what they're saying and how it differs from how they, like, what the translation is. Like, that's, like, definitely a sign that you're, like, learning a lot, I feel like. Yeah, and there, and you can tell, like, obviously the subtitles are not direct translations because yeah, that would be, like, Nonsense. weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I can tell sometimes when they say words that, you know, like hermana like i know that means sister but they'll like put it in the translation as just like her or something else yeah um anyway i would recommend this show it is a little soapy um the second season just came out and i i'm starting to watch second season um i'm a little disappointed in the show and how they started the second season is it's a really interesting plot line like there's a lot happening there are like 10,000 different things happening at the same time like we're trying to solve a murder mystery but also like people are poaching and there's like a whole human trafficking subplot so like there's a lot happening Ooh. Um, <laughs> that I is like not given enough show. attention yeah I like constantly I'm like okay but what about like the actual sex trafficking that's happening why aren't we talking about <laughs> that? The other stuff going on, you're like, what about, what about, what, what about that? I'm like, I, I know, I'm like, I get that, like, avenging your sister's death is, like, very important to you, and you were in prison for 18 years, but also... Ooh, Jean Valjean, okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely a Jean Valjean moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my computer just, like, freaked out. Um, Rip. But... I, it's, like, it's interesting. It's a good time, and I, I like watching the Spanish speaking dramas because they always go que paso que paso que que <laughs> que que <laughs> like half the dialogue is just them just being like what happened que paso so, que paso <laughs> oh that's so funny so no that's yeah, so good there's like a weird amount of homophobia in this show so they use a lot of like slurs which Ooh. I'm like words I don't need to know in Spanish for 100 please you're like I'm not gonna <laughs> use that yeah I know yeah. you're like words I'm not gonna it's ever like, use out of control is um, it it's like really that's so it's annoying what, it's, but I mean it's like portrayed as like a bad thing it's not like just oh, like that they're using subtle. it subtle yeah because one of the characters is gay and then his parents like super don't approve and he like has Aww. a boyfriend like a long term boy whatever I don't know if they're married. They might be married. I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't matter. But (laughs) (laughs) so not important to this at all. But yeah, that's been my Spanish experience this past week. I love that. I think it's so, I feel like that's like such a good challenge, honestly. Like, I'm like low-key surprised that it hasn't come up sooner, honestly. Because like, I don't know. I feel like you kind of taken languages i'm like super into languages like i think it's both something they both kind of are into i'm just like surprised and i feel like we've both done duolingo at like different parts of our lives yeah. so like i'm just surprised that it never came up but i think it's so interesting and the health benefits i mean they do say it's like I way mean. better it's way better <laughs> to speak multiple languages you got that going for you now girl but yeah doing the little cognitive exercising yeah because otherwise I, like- I would just lay in bed on tiktok so that's half of what i do anyway 
my screen time report is a nightmare. <laughs> oh my god, my screen time has gone up so much know, since I've been so home. It's so bad. Like, it's actually heinous. It's heinous. But I have, like, the screen time thing on my, just for TikTok, for two and a half hours. Oh. And I hit it every day and I hit ignore limit for today I know that it just goes forward <laughs> you're like it does nothing to stop me oh my god it's actually like, there are so no bad. consequences for my actions so no, none none no consequences yeah no I think it's kind of getting to be a lot but but yeah no I think it's like obviously it's super good that you're doing I think this is like probably one of the more kind of exciting challenges and that like it's like oh like this is something that will be like like something that's not like physical health but like that it's like certainly like leads to a sense of accomplishment and like neuropsychological health and all that stuff but I'm obviously very happy for you I think it's super fun so you said you're gonna keep doing it yes yes see See, yeah, See. that's right. That is how you Whoa. say it. This summer, this summer, this summer. <laughs> I am basically a fluent Spanish speaker. Going to update my resume. Basically. I mean, the cool thing is, like, if you were to ever go for, like, a summer to a Spanish-speaking country and, like, like, what I feel like is, like, that barrier to, like, being able to, like, form sentences goes yeah. away so fast when you're actually in that situation. You know, like, I feel like if you were to go to a Spanish-speaking country for, like, let's say a semester which we won't talk about emo emo hours. <laughs> emo hours sad boy hours but if you were to do it for like a summer or like have a job like abroad like even for just a little bit like i know people go like teach english in a spanish-speaking country and like live there for like whatever a couple months even and like like that like the learning curve like you just go like it goes all the way up yeah. like because it's just like a matter of like breaking past that barrier of feeling like you can't speak which i feel like is so much easier said than like it's just like you just have to get there though it's like a pain in the ass and that's the one thing that like zoom school really took from you i think like i mean not the one thing there's a million things that zoom school took one thing (laughs) study abroad although i will say this makes me more upset i'm not even using this as like consolation the the study abroad trip i wanted to go on was to ecuador and BU canceled it permanently. I like know. the trip does not exist anymore. I was so excited to see a Galapagos tortoise Dude, in the flesh. But we're gonna go. And then though. they said, "No, you can't go anymore." Yeah, BU said you can only go to Mexico you. if you want to go to Latin America, which is so stupid. And I'm like, why? Why is it the only one? <laughs> like that seems limiting in like one of the largest but, parts of the world, <laughs> this yeah, massive region of the world. Whatever. It's so bizarre. And but you know what? A positive that's coming out of this, I mean like a semi-positive, is that like I'm more dedicated to my post-graduation travel now than I think I would have been. Like I'm more open to like, you know, I'm I'm in the capitalist pipeline where I'm like, after college I must immediately get a job. Yeah. Job, 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 nine to five job. Work till I die. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I'm like, you know, there are programs that are like gap years for people who just graduated undergrad. Yeah. So, you know what? I don't think that's like a waste of time. I don't think it's like a waste of time at all. I think it's kind of like you gotta live, gotta travel. I think Ecuador is like, I've never been to Ecuador, obviously, but I think it would be so dope. I would go to Ecuador with you. I just wanna go to the Galapagos Islands. Yeah. So bad before they're gone. Yeah. 
Yeah. Rip. Fair enough, honestly. <laughs> Rip Galapagos Islands. <laughs> I had done a weird amount of research on the Galapagos Islands, but this was like for a class. Yeah. And it really stresses me out because there's a lot of like illegal fishing that happens there, and Ecuador's Aww. like, what? I think Aww. like China does like illegal fishing. Of course and they it's, do. It's like a protected, like a protected area. It's not just like the ocean. Yeah. And Ecuador's like, can you not do this? Can like not, all of our tourism not. money comes from this area. That's so. Also, stupid. those tortoises are everything to me. Oh, I yeah. No, dude, I want to see a Galapagos tortoise so badly. I think that would be so cute. Like that would be so fun. They are so cute. We should go. And the other thing that you and I have said we wanted to do together because just last night I was telling my mom about this and she said, I will not be joining you. And I said, fine, Marla will do it with me is swimming with sharks. It's like, I, oh yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. I was like, Elias said he wouldn't do it with me. My mom said she wouldn't do it with me. I was like, you know what? Fine. Marla's my it's not like we're do- gonna do it on our own. Like we're gonna like go with like experts. We're not just yeah, gonna like jump like, in the <laughs> ocean and be like, maybe there's a shark around. Yeah, do you think I'm just gonna go jump on a shark? No, no. I, we talked about this, I think, last week or the week before. But I, my point stands: Galapagos tortoises, sharks, all this stuff. A point. Like, need I go on? But yeah, no. Ecuador would be fun. I feel like it would be fun to make a list of like. Not like boring places to travel, like exciting places that like you never might never get to travel again to. Like, you know, like Ecuador, for example, and the Galapagos Islands are like, I don't even know what's like a lot of coastal places. Yeah. I mean like the Amazon. Uh I've actually been to the south of the Amazon, sort of. Which is not like I'm not the deep Amazon, but in Argentina and the south of Argentina, there's like the the like edge of the Amazon kind of creeps yeah. in. And I've been there and it was winter and it was very cold and it was not at all what you imagine a trip to the amazon would be (laughs) but it was still fun i enjoyed it i would go back though i would go back i would want like the real experience of like oh i'm in like a real jungle instead of just like some woods that are kind of cold sort of you know yeah yeah (laughs) i remember one time like it just seemed like the woods to me and then the guy goes you know like sometimes we see pumas around here and i was like huh Okay. Huh. <laughs> Don't see pumas in, in my woods at home, so that's different. <laughs> yeah, definitely haven't seen a puma wandering around Wisconsin. Yeah, that hasn't happened yet. Yet. <laughs> it could still Maybe happen. it'll escape from the zoo. I think it's so funny when animals escape from the zoo. I know it's, like, not actually funny, but just, like, the it's idea you're, like, driving down the road and you, like, see a puma and you're like, what? <laughs> oh, my God, that one TikTok you sent me where, like, the bison shoves his head in the person's window yeah. and, like, they put the sound over that was, like, he's been trying to contact you about your car insurance. <laughs> I don't know where these people are going where bison are just so comfortable with sticking their entire body in a car. Also, why are you having your door your window open in that situation you don't want to buy yeah, anywhere like, near you aren't you like not supposed to do that <laughs> no you're not at all and also like bison are like do not fuck around like bison do not yeah. come to play i wouldn't mess with the bison no not at all there's so, not a lot of animals i would mess with yeah honestly why mess with animals you know they're just kind of doing yeah. their thing i remember the saddest i've ever been was on my I think 17th birthday. Well, not the saddest I've ever been. I was quite sad, though. I was about to say, I was like, what? 
<laughs> it was on my 17th birthday and my mom and I went to the Baltimore Zoo and there was a polar bear there and my birthday's at the end of October but in my area that's still pretty hot sometimes it can be quite yeah. warm so I remember it was warm and they had one singular polar bear and it was like hot outside and he was just like they'd gotten him this big chunk of ice like a big big like round block of ice and he was just like trying to cool off as much as possible with this one chunk of ice and he was like rolling it around the field by himself and I was like this is the saddest thing so in conclusion don't house animals in zoos unless you are prepared to fully give them the conditions that they need to live a happy and fulfilled life which some would argue cannot be in a zoo but I mean I'm not an expert I'm not prepared to make that argument I was about to say I don't know enough about it. Yeah, I'm not going to speak enough about it. If there's one thing we know, it's that you shouldn't speak on issues that you don't know enough about. I don't understand. Yeah. So, you know, that's just my take, though. Uh, anyway. Well, I love that challenge. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Just Another Manic Monday. We hope everyone's having an amazing summer. Woo. What else is there to say? Not a lot. Not a lot. We'll, we're going to keep doing episodes throughout the summer, so don't yeah. worry. We're not taking a hiatus just because we're not in school if, right now. If anything, we'll be putting out more regularly than we did this past semester because we have True. more time. So, in conclusion, we'll see you guys soon. We love you very much, all listeners. Goodbye. You can't see, but we're blowing kisses to the recorders, and we'll see you later goodbye adios have a good one